Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk TDs podcast. Today is a sad, sad day. We'll get into that, but first let's get into the Thursday night game. Broncos come out victorious over the Jets. It was a nasty, nasty game, Jerry. What do you think about it? Yeah, like you said, it was nasty, and I wasn't very impressed with uh, the play of the quarterback. Obviously, it's not the ideal quarterback y'all wanted, but um, y'all came out with the victory, so I want to hear what you have to say, your analysis of your team. Look, I know it was a terrible game, but a third-string quarterback beat out this weak Jets team in general. And, you know, you got to give him credit for that, even though he threw three nasty interceptions. But he still came back, won him the game. You know, you can't really ask for more if, as long as you get the win. So what are you seeing from your uh, coaching staff? To uh, What are they doing to help your team rally to that victory? I mean, I think they just kept ripping composed. The Ripper, Brett Ripper, composed. You know, and just made him, kept making him make plays. You know, he's, he made plays, that deep play to Jerry Judy, that end zone pass to Tim Patrick. You know, he did some all right stuff. And then at the end, he helped Melvin Gordon score that touchdown. So, I mean, he did enough to win that game. And I think the coaching staff prepared him well for this game, even though it was, a, it was, even though it was against the Jets. It was still pretty good. And you weren't impressed with uh, Sam Darnold? I mean, I was impressed with his 46-yard run, but after that, like, he, was, he wasn't he was even a factor after that. So, I don't know. I, I think the Jets have to work, rework a lot about this team in the future because this ain't it. And right now, I think they're the worst team in the NFL. And uh, how was the uh, the pass protection for your Broncos? Is it good? Do you see a lot of potential in some of your young players? I mean, it's still too early to say, but it was better than the last three weeks where we gave up like at least fifty sacks. But I'm exaggerating. But yeah, it feels it kind of feels like that. But it was a lot better this week. But we were also playing against the Jets, and you know that doesn't say much because it's the Jets. But you know what? Uh, I'm glad they they actually improved this week, and hopefully in the next coming weeks it, it looks a lot better than the than it has. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it looked good, and especially since y'all were able to finally get that long ball off to Jerry Judy, so that's always nice to see. So yeah, the pass protection is getting good, and and everyone wants to see exciting play from the wide receivers. Yeah, especially if we drafted him in the first round. And that's what you want to see out of this young wide receiver, you know. I, I wish they would have targeted more, but, you know, we still came out with the win and Tim Patrick did his thing. And if Drew Locke isn't out there next week, the Ripper is going to be back. The Ripper. I like that uh, that nickname he's got. It's pretty cool. Too bad it won't stick. Yeah, I don't think it will. <laughs> but on to a more serious note, COVID-19. And how it's affecting the NFL right now. 
you know, we have all these COVID-19 positive tests going on and the Steelers and the Titans is going to be postponed for, I think, week eight. And now the Patriots have positive tests and Cap Newton's positive for COVID-19. This is kind of crazy and I don't know how the NFL is going to keep handling this situation if it keeps happening, but it's not looking good. Yeah, as things just continue to develop, so I don't want to say anything too much because things constantly change. Like, as of right now, the Patriots and Chiefs are, you know, still playing, but, I mean, who knows in the next 24 hours. But, yeah, it's it's kind of wild how it's going to affect all these people with betting and even fantasy. So, I mean, I want to see how the NFL and even Vegas, how they're going to handle these, uh, these un- unseen times right now. Yeah, and, you know, I play fantasy football, and... It's it's kind of crazy because like if my players are playing and I don't have any COVID nineteen positive players, but my my opponent's team does, and how how is that really fair when it comes to fantasy football? I mean, how is it fair when my guy tears an ACL and I draft him in the first round? But it's a whole team instead of just one player, and that affects multiple teams at that case. Yeah, so, I mean, like that—that's why why it's unprecedented times. Yeah, right now. I mean, and we don't, we don't know how to handle these situations. So, I mean, yeah, I just think it's interesting how it's gonna work out, and you know, in the future of betting and the future of fantasy football this year, it's it just looks iffy to me. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't bet. I'm a betting man, Jerry, and I like to make bets and win, so I can't stop that. Do you win a lot? Yeah. You know, I'm a champion back-to-back years. And, you know, it happens. But um, let, let's, let's, get, let's get out of this negativity here. And let's move on to this week's Games of the Week. Ravens-Washington. Two young quarterbacks duking it out to see who's going to win. What do you think? I don't think it's much of a matchup here. Um I think the Ravens have a pretty good defense. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, Washington has a good defense too, but I think the Ravens have a better team all around, better offense. And I think they can put more points on the board. And I just don't think Haskins is the the answer for the Washington team. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I don't think Haskins – he hasn't shown much. I mean, I don't know if he's not the answer. I mean, but I think they're pretty low when it comes to passing on offense. So, um, yeah, they definitely need to make a change. Yeah, their offense is ranked 31st right now. So, I think that's pretty low. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it could be 32nd. I mean, but don't get me wrong. Right now, the Ravens' offense is ranked 25th. So, I mean, that's pretty bad, too. Yeah, and that's Lamar Jackson. People's, uh, you know, they, they think he's the next best thing. Yeah, and the Ravens' offense, offensive passing yards are ranked. 32nd so that's terrible but I think that's a little skewed because of the game he had last week against the Chiefs I think that's complete BS because uh they were trailing in that entire game and what happens to quarterbacks numbers when they're trailing the entire time they usually get inflated because they're having to sling the ball and catch up and Lamar wasn't able to do that like at all yeah so, he had all those yards in the on the ground that's not what a quarter I mean yeah it's cool when it that's the cherry on top but you know the whole Sunday of a quarterback is being able to throw from the pocket and throw strikes you know what I mean like the ability to run 
it's supposed to just be the cherry on top. Like, that's not supposed to be the whole Sunday because that's not something sustainable. Yeah, and, I mean, I have to give more credit to the Chiefs' defense because they kept Lamar in check the whole game. So, I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due, and that's on the defense on that one. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it was definitely a good defense that they were doing, but, I mean, I just think that if this guy is going to be, you know, crowned by the NFL and, you know, a lot of these fans as, you know, usually a top five quarterback or maybe even the third best quarterback really needs to evaluate that this young man's still early in his career and still has a lot to grow. Because I think last week's matchups kind of showed the pecking order, in my opinion. Patrick Mahomes is clearly the best quarterback in the NFL. By far. And then I think it's Russell Wilson. Yeah, and then, and then after that, I think it's Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott was able to s- compete with Russell Wilson. Something okay. Look, I know you you hate it when I bring up Dak Prescott and my team. No, I don't I, hate it, but again, like <laughs> I, I'm just mentioning it because Dak Prescott went against arguably the second best. No, I don't even think it's arguably. I think it's pretty much solidified. Yeah, he's solidified. The second, he's the second best quarterback, and Dak Prescott was pretty much able to match him blow for blow, even with some unfortunate events that happened in his game. And I felt like uh, Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson, there was no uh, there was no real competition. There was no matching blow for blow. It was pretty much a one sided affair. And that's that's what I'm really talking about. Is that even though he lost, I'd like to see him just like, I mean, again, just still put up a competition, still put up you know yeah. stats, still still do what a quarterback's supposed to do and put his team in a position to succeed. And I feel like the entire time they're just scratching and clawing for something that was just never be be able to be obtained yeah and i'm very disappointed about lamar jackson's play i was expecting a lot more from him and i was expecting for this to be a better match you know it was, it was more competitive and i was just very disappointed in this match and yeah I'm, I'm gonna knock him down a few a few spots in my in my point of view because you can't have games like this especially when you're going against the chiefs the chiefs you're supposed to show out and and try to have your best game especially against the best quarterback in the league so, I mean, Lamar Jackson, I think he still has a lot of room to grow after this game, and he just has to get better, and hopefully he, he gets better throughout the season. Yeah, yeah, and I'm excited, uh, honestly, for this uh, matchup a little bit just because I want to see which is the better strategy for team building. You know, you got the team in the Ravens who invested a first-round pick and got a quarterback in Lamar, which was looking good. Yep. And then you have now the, the Washington Redskins who uh, – who chose to pass up on on quarterbacks in the first round in this this draft and drafted Chase Young? But I think he's hurt this game. Who Chase Young? Yeah, Chase Young. So I, I mean, don't think I, he's I'm not playing. I'm not necessarily saying I want to see the matchup between Chase Young versus Lamar. It's more yeah. like what's the better strategy? Is it better to try to build a team around the you quarterback? Know, you know, uh, you know, build a team and then plug in a quarterback, or is it better to just get the guy, find him, and then slowly build the team around what your quarterback is? Yeah. It's just interesting. I want to see what it is because the, the Baltimore Ravens seem to be doing, you know, the first approach, which is get your quarterback and build around it, which is why they have one of the best rushing attacks in the league because they've built around Lamar Jackson, which is looking pretty smart. I'm just questioning whether or not the Redskins have a different philosophy, which it seems like they do because they're trying to build a team first and then plug in a quarterback. I mean, and their investment has paid off right now, the Washington's investment, because, you know, they're ranked sixth right now in defense, so... I mean, that's not a bad investment, and, you know, it's helped them, but 
I think they have to put points on the board. That's their problem. They can't yeah, put points got, on the board. Yeah, you got to you got to win. I mean, yeah, yeah. rankings and and all that stuff is always good and dandy, but at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to win. Yeah. So we'll see this Sunday, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, let's get into the next game, your game of the week. Somehow, Browns against the Cowboys. I don't think this is gonna be a very, you know, interesting match. I think the Cowboys are just gonna manhandle this team offensively because I don't think Baker Mayfield can put points on the board either. He can't pass the ball, and I don't think he's a good quarterback. Um, I mean, I don't think Baker Mayfield's a bad quarterback, but uh, I kind of, I kind of share that same uh, feelings. Except I think it will be interesting just for the simple fact that me being a Cowboy fan. And me That's why. not thinking, <laughs> no, no, not even that. Just again, like me not thinking the Browns are very good. I'm expecting yeah. them just like everyone else. They should be able to steamroll this team if they're as good as what I, yeah. mean, I think they are. And a lot of fans think they are. So that's why I'm interested in this game, even though everyone's like, well, this should be an easy win for the Cowboys. I still want to see them just do it because obviously that's that's always the best type of uh, proof is just doing it and seeing it. So uh I'm actually really excited. Dak Prescott's looked phenomenal. I mean, what he's done for 800 yards in the last two games. So mm-hmm. he's looking like, again, he's taken another step forward. He just played some really good competition early. And I think this schedule is about to soften up for him. And it's about to get good and rolling for the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to put up those numbers against this team because they do have a better defense. They're, they're facing their ninth-ranked defense, unlike facing the Seattle Seahawks and the Falcons where we're terrible defenses so i think that he's gonna have a little bit more trouble you know slinging the ball around he'll probably he'll still probably be in the 300 yard range but he's gonna have a little bit more trouble with this defense and this pass rush so i mean but i, I still think that Dak prescott and the cowboys are gonna win this game handsomely and they should and hopefully the they don't repeat what happened last year against the jets no nah, I'm, I'm actually crazy i know you always think i'm gonna homer i know you think i like Dak too much but i think Dak's gonna throw for another 400 yards because they're, the Browns are missing, uh, I know they have a good defense, but they're actually missing two starters in their secondary. They're missing Grady Williams and uh, one of their safety. I can't remember his name at the time. But, um, but yeah, those are two contributors on their team that, uh, that are just going to be out. And the Cowboys have way too many weapons. I mean, we've already seen it. And right now, this passing attack, I mean, if it keeps going the way it is, I mean, Dak Prescott's projected to throw for over 6,000 yards and have, like, <laughs> three receivers have over 1,500. Yeah, that's ridiculous, and it won't ever I don't manifest expect that. that. Yeah. yeah, it won't, but just the pace they're at right now, is just, it's just it's just crazy, and it's I don't see it slowing down with the Browns. And so, <laughs> I mean, I just think it's going to slow down just because of this defense, and that's the only reason. But and, as far as far as y'all get having this win and Dak Prescott having a good game, you know I see that too. I see I see Dak Prescott having a good game. I think I think y'all gonna have to rely more on Zeke in this one and try to hand him the ball a little bit more on this one. Yeah, I just think uh, uh, just key notes is that uh, we're finally getting Tyron back. He's gonna be playing this game, so we're actually gonna have a solid offensive line. That's good. And um, I think a key to this game also is I mean their best thing is a rushing attack, Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb. I think the Cowboys will be able to neutralize that, and especially if they're able to get off fast and early. I mean, I don't think this Browns team is meant to uh, fire off quickly. So, yeah, I see a pretty easy one for the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't think this Browns team can fire at all, really. Only the running, They only have the running game, and I don't think that's going to be enough to beat this Cowboys team if they're going to keep putting points on the board. Agreed. But let's move on to our next game. Bills yeah. at the Raiders. How do you feel about this one? 
I like it. I want to see if uh, the Bills are going to be able to continue rolling along. Josh Allen, it looks like he's finally taken that step as a quarterback, something I like to see, something I haven't seen out of a lot of young quarterbacks, but he's done it. You know, he's still big, strong, showing his athleticism, juking out guys, middle linebackers and running them over. And he's also slinging it all over the place. I think the acquisition of Stephon Diggs helped him a lot. Yeah, I like that. I like that move. I like Stephon Diggs to the Bills. It just propelled Josh Allen to a different level. And this Bills defense is no joke. I think they're going to take the their their division. And I think the Raiders, they, they still have a lot of work to do. Um, Their defense is bad. Derek Carr showed no sign of improvement last week against the Patriots. So, I'm, I mean, I'm a little concerned about that because Derek Carr, you know, they still have confidence in him, but he, he has to come and win some of these big games against these good teams. Um, I mean, I share that confidence that the Raiders have. Honestly, the last two years since uh, Gruden's taken over the regime, I've actually seen a lot of improvements. I've seen some questionable draft picks that people were, you know, scratching their yeah. heads on that are that are panning out. Like, I mean, he solidified their offensive line. You know, yeah, their defense is something they need to work on, but, you know, their running back, they're feeding it. You know, he's playing old school football, which is outdated, but if it's working, it'll get you a lot of wins. Yeah. You know, you control the ball. And, you, you know, play solid defense, bend, don't break. And then you just throw precisely, which Derek Carr is able to do. I mean, I don't know. I feel like this team, it can be surprisingly good. And, and I think they got something I think they got something going over, over there. Yeah, I mean, they're trending in the right direction. But right now, it just doesn't look like they're, they're where, where they want to be. And right now, I mean, you also got to take into the equation that they don't have wide receivers right now. Henry Ruggs got hurt. And I don't, I can't even name another wide receiver there. So... I mean, that also affects Derek Carr, but I just think that they have more work to do. And I don't think they're going to be able to come out with the win against this against this Bills pretty dynamic offense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. I just don't – I don't think we should sleep on this Raiders team, but I, I share that same that same feeling. I mean, the Bills, they just have too much going for them, and it just looks like it's one of those seasons for Josh Allen. Yeah, and Josh Allen, you know, he just – from last year to this year, it's it's been a – a big step and I I think he needed this. I think this is a big improvement for him and I'm 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 just excited to see him play more of the year and hopefully he can keep rolling and winning games. Hopefully make it to the playoffs. Yeah, big steps actually honestly an understatement. I mean his completion went up a good solid six points yeah. from this year to last year. He only had a completion of fifty two last year and this year he's thrown a completion of sixty. That that's crazy, honestly. That's a huge improvement, not yep. to mention his uh, pass downfield. He went from, like, five yards, I believe, to now averaging eight yards downfield. So he's throwing deeper, which we all know he had the arm talent for. And the most impressive thing is he's gotten accurate. And that's, I mean, obviously, you know, we got quarterbacks out there throwing 68, almost 70%. But going from 52 to 60%, that's a big jump. Yeah, and I like that. that that's great. So uh, we'll see if he continues rolling along with that. Yeah, and let's talk about this next game. And it's still to be determined, but Patriots at the Chiefs. Hopefully, we can see this game. And to be honest, after after Cam Newton came out as positive for COVID, I'm not so excited about this game because I don't think Brian Hoyer is going to do anything against this Chiefs defense. What do you think? 
Well, I do know that uh, Brian Hoyer and Lamar Jackson have a similar record. Oh, actually, I think Brian Hoyer might have a better record. He's undefeated against Patrick Mahomes. Because he hasn't played Patrick Mahomes. Hey, you take them as they come. Nah, I I, I know I joking, kid, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't see the Patriots winning this. It, yeah, Like you said, this matchup definitely went from one of the more intriguing matchups to now just a matchup. That we're talking about a now. one-sided matchup at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but it's still it's still fun to talk about because again, I don't know about you, but I'm always excited to see what Bill Belichick has in store. Yeah, and I want to see what he's going to try to do to scheme to protect Hoyer. Obviously, there's not much because you know limitations are at the quarterback position, but it's more like I want to see what he's going to try to do to to contain Patrick Mahomes. I mean, this what can you do against Patrick Mahomes? There's a lot. There's, there hasn't been really any team that's been able to stop him. And if anything, I do believe Bill Belichick is the one coach that can stop him because, you know, he stopped a lot of quarterbacks in his time and beat him in the playoffs. Yep. And if he has if there's anybody that can stop him, it's going to be Bill Belichick. But just I don't think he's going to be able to do it without Cam Newton. And that's going to be a that's going to play too much of a big factor in this game. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is probably just going to continue rolling along. But yeah. still fun to talk about. Again, I just want to see if uh, maybe we see something different because if we see something different on the defensive side, that just means something exciting is going to happen on the offensive side. Yeah, and the uh, Chiefs defense, you know, it's just solid right now. It's They're not looking like they have in the past that were lo- ranked in the lower half of the league. This this year, they're looking a lot better, and they have an all-around all better defense, which is scary already because they already have one of the best, if not the best offense in the league so it's just it's just the 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 best team keeps getting better and i'm not liking it especially because they're in our division hate it yeah it's gonna take a lot for the broncos to catch up to Patrick Mahomes. i mean it's not gonna help whenever our whole team is hurt but you know what does help the broncos what 17 playoffs i mean yeah what does that matter today is today and it's not trending that way. Our yeah. whole offense is hurt. Defense is hurt. Coaches are hurt. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's have, hurt. Y'all should have just lost for Trevor Lawrence, but I mean, YOLO. We still have a chance. We've only won one game. Yeah, but y'all just beat the other team that has no wins. Hey, they can get two wins and we can stay at one. So I'm cool with that. But. I don't know. I, I I just don't think the Broncos can compete with this team in the near future. Yeah, it's hard to imagine any team really competing with the Chiefs, but uh, I can see the Cowboys doing it. Here you go. Nah, yeah, I mean, they have a better chance than the Broncos, but the Patriots, not right now. I, right, well, I just I just wish Cam Newton didn't get COVID. Yeah, that, that would have just been so much better. Yeah, it, it, would, it would make this a more high-scoring game. But uh, speaking of high-scoring games and high-scoring teams, let's talk about Falcons-Packers. Yeah, this is going to be a very interesting game. I'm liking the Packers on this one because of Aaron Rodgers' fire right now. And just the Falcons keep choking and keep choking, which is funny to watch, but it's kind of annoying. It's like, just win a game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's not much of a matchup here, but the only thing that makes it intriguing is, like you said, how are the Falcons going to screw it up this time? 
And on top of that, also, in my personal opinion, I still think they're a fun team to watch because they still average like 30 points a game and like 400 yards of offense. Yeah, they're, they're ranked seventh <laughs> on offense. It, it's more that one of the more crazy things is like they're so explosive but yet have no wins. It's, it's kind of wild. Yeah, and they should not have lost that game last week against the Bears. The Bears and Trubisky got benched with Nick Foles. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, somehow Nick Foles always comes in and wins games whenever he comes out the bench. But whenever he starts, it's just, where, where were you? Who are you now? Like, you don't even know the guy whenever he starts a game. It's a whole different person. Yeah, but, um, yeah, this Packers-Falcons game, I think it'll just be fun because you're going to have two quarterbacks who just really know how to throw the ball. I'm expecting just a high-flying game, but I, I can see that I don't, I don't see really the Falcons coming up on top. <laughs> I mean, I don't see them winning either, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do. If they come out here with a chip on their shoulder trying to prove something that they can, they can actually do, close the game out for once. And, you know, maybe they can surprise this Packers team. I mean, very highly unlikely because this Packers team is top top 10 in rushing and passing. So, yeah, it's not going to be easy for them, but I wouldn't be surprised if they win. Yeah, but um, it's nice to talk about older quarterbacks. Let's let's talk about another older quarterback, uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks versus a, a young quarterback and Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sad to see that Tyrod Taylor left or got injured how he got injured. And it's, it, you know, it's just sad to see when a player gets hurt like that. But it's actually helped the Chargers because I think Justin Herbert just makes this offense a lot better, makes him click way more. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. I mean, you're definitely seeing a little early success. Um this is kind of what I want to see. I mean, this I kind of talked about it earlier when we were talking about the Ravens and Washingtons. I mean, uh, Washington passed up on drafting Herbert, and they got Chase Young. And, uh, well, I want to see, you know, what the difference will do. Like, you know, drafting Herbert, maybe a potential franchise quarterback. I mean, if that gets you more immediate wins or is more successful for the future. So I, that's why I'm intrigued with this matchup. The Bucks. I mean, not so much. I mean, Tom Brady... Doesn't excite me. Mike Evans is one of my more favorite wide receivers in this league. I feel like he's a bit underrated. Um, it honestly wouldn't surprise me if this is the first year he goes under 1,000 yards because he's got an old man throwing it to him. You're you're not excited about Scotty Miller for the Bucks. He's leading them in receiving yards. Who? Scotty Miller. Oh, the great Scotty Miller. The no, great I'm, Scotty I'm Miller. Not, I'm not aware of who this young man is. or uh, He might even be an old man. I'm not aware of who he is, but... Uh, Good for him. Hey, man, that's Tom Brady's to-go man, dude. Come on. So you're expecting a big game from uh, Miller? Not at all. Oh, I was oh, just joking. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, nah, I agree. Mike Evans, if he has under a 1,000 yards, it's because of Tom Brady and his frail arm. So, I mean, hopefully it doesn't come to that because I think he's a great player, very underrated in the league. But, yeah, I mean, the reason I'm excited about this is more because of Justin Herbert and – I just want to see what he can do and see if he can actually put up competition against this Bucks defense, which is pretty pretty good defense. I think it'll just be fun to see like an old man with a baby arm throw and then like a young man with like an elite arm throw. It'll just be fun. You'll you'll notice it. Like the throws will jump off the field. So it'll it'll be cool to see on, on TV. 
Yeah, I just I just want to see the Bucks lose, especially after they beat the Broncos last week. So, dang, you're even willing to see that, even though that'll like increase the chance for a division rival for you. Look, I don't think there's a chance for the Broncos to come out on this division right now. It's, I like it, realistic. Yes, I just I want to see the Bucks lose in this one. So y'all are going for Lawrence, right? Hopefully. Nah, we gotta see. We gotta see what Drew Lock does after he comes back from his injury, and hopefully he doesn't get hurt again. But if he doesn't get hurt and he shows, and he, you know, if we come and win seven games, eight games, I'll be surprised, and I will actually take that as a positive. Well, AD, it's a, it's now confirmed. Patriots Chiefs has been delayed due to COVID. Thoughts, comments, concerns. Another one. Yeah, I, I just think this is a kind of crazy i was really looking forward to this game and you know just covid strikes again against this against this nfl and i I just think the nfl has to do better at containing this just like a just like the nba has nba has had no cases since they've started and that's because they're in a bubble yeah, the bubble has seemed to uh, work. I mean, the NBA did it. They didn't have any positive tests that I'm aware of. And if I'm also uh, if I'm also correct, I think the the hockey did it too. And they're in the middle of well, no, not even in the middle anymore. They just finished up their championship without any hiccups at all. So, um, yeah, the NFL they they saw this. I mean, these other leagues were already doing this before this even started for theirs, and chose to not do it. So it's just an interesting choice by the NFL. Yeah, and just the teams in general because I don't know what they're doing if their families or their staff is going out to places to risk this season. And, you know, I just think that they're going to have to do a lot better at controlling this all around. Yeah, we'll see how the NFL is able to tackle this considering that, um, I mean, who knows how long these players have been infected and we're playing week to week and I think what – you're usually like infected in two weeks or so, so it'll just be interesting to see what all transpires. Yeah, and if they're infected for two weeks, are they going to move the season back two weeks, or how are they going to do that? You know, you can't just keep pushing games back and then expect it not to affect the schedule. So you know, I don't know. It's it's really crazy right now, and this pandemic is is not what we anticipated, especially with all these games going on. So, I don't know. Hopefully, they can fix it, and hopefully, they can get it under control. Yeah, with that being said, let's talk about the games that are going to be played uh, that aren't affected, and let's get right into week four. Week four of the 2020 season. Let's start out with the Cardinals at the Panthers. Cardinals, Panthers, Kyler Murray. I'm always excited to see Kyler Murray. I I wasn't excited last week because he looked like trash. He's still a young and developing quarterback. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's why you want to see it. You want to see how is he getting from week to week. Is this just flashes in a bottle, or is this what he is, or is he going to regress? Is he learning? Has he been hitting the mouth yet and responded? Like these are all things you need to battle test your quarterbacks with. No, I understand, and believe me, I, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I was just, I'm like, he made a lot of bad mistakes, and he should have had more picks than he had. Just bad decision making. It was just kind of, kind of weird to see him making those kind of bad decisions and he should have been throwing it more to DeAndre Hopkins you know just trying to pass it to his best player 
that helps him win the games. Yeah, I mean, I think with that, I think he's a smart quarterback. I think he'll have a bounce back game. The yeah. Panthers, I mean, they're they're not too tough of a team, even though they did invest a lot of uh, draft picks this year on defense. Uh, I think he can still respond. I mean, if not, I mean, I guess we'll find out soon enough. Yeah, and I, I mean, I have this game going to the, to the Cardinals, twenty one to seventeen. I think they're gonna they're gonna win this game and. The Panthers will be able to stick in, but you know the Panthers—they're a terrible red zone offense, and Teddy Bridgewater has not been able to get it into the end zone. He has—he's good in passing the ball, but just getting it into the end zone has been his problem this season, and I don't think that's gonna be helping him with this with this Cardinals D. Yeah, but uh, I kind of see it going the other way around. I see a close game, but I see uh, the Panthers actually winning this game 27-20. I think uh, they find the end zone more oftentimes than not, you know, mainly by McCaffrey. So we'll see how that transitions. Okay, and uh, who do you think is going to break out in this game? Uh, I'd probably have to say DJ Moore. I think they probably want to finally get their first-round pick involved and try to get it rolling for him. So uh, I expect a big game for him, 100 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be Kenny and Drake in this one. I think he's going to have 120 yards and a touchdown. I think he's going to bounce back and finally uh, have the game of his this season for him. And, you know, a lot of people have been expecting a lot from Kenny and Drake, especially fantasy football players because they drafted him high. But I, th- I think you're going to see him shine in this one. Let's talk about the next one, next game, Ravens at Washington. You know, we, we, got, a, we, got, we, we got into this one a little bit. But how do you have this game turning out? Um, I see this game going uh, 24-17 Ravens. I think Lamar does bounce back. I'd like to see him, you know, bounce back as a passer. But I don't see that happening. I think they're going to do what they usually do and run the ball hard. Uh, and I'm hoping a big game from uh, D.K. Dobkins. It would be nice to see them get their rookie involved. Uh, I feel like Mark Ingram's starting to show that he's lost a step. Yeah, and you don't want to. You don't want to just keep pounding uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it's just DK Dobkins right now. He's more of a goal line threat, and I think that's that's where he, they they want him right now. So I don't think he's gonna be able to do too much. I think I just think Deshaun Wat Deshaun Watson. Sorry, um, Lamar Jackson's gonna have a good game in this one, and I think he's gonna bounce back, go for two fifty and three touchdowns, try to prove something against this weak Washington team. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'd I'd like to see him uh, bounce back and uh, DK Dobson's. Yeah, I don't I don't see him having a big game. I think he just can't pass block. That's probably why he doesn't see the field. So, yeah, I agree with that. All right, this next matchup we got Steelers and Titans. Oh wait, COVID struck. Yeah, I that's guess. that's not gonna happen. And unfortunately, they're gonna have to move it back to week eight. I think so. We we'll talk about that in the future. Yeah. But as as this week, you know, it's not gonna happen. So. Moving right along, we got Seahawks and Dolphins. What do you think, AD? I think the Seahawks are just going to put another show on this one, and I think they're going to handle the Dolphins. Fitzpatrick, you know, you'll probably have his little magic moments, but the Seahawks is just going to be too much. They're going to put too, put up too many points, and I think DK Metcalf is going to have a game, and he's going to go for 140 yards and two scores in this one. I just think it's going to be his time to shine just like it was Tyler Lockett's last week. And I have the Seahawks winning 31 to 21 in this game. Yeah, I see. uh, I don't see Russell Wilson slowing down. I see him just continuing marching along too. And I see a pretty easy win. 28, 17 Seahawks. 
I don't see any Fitz magic going to happen in this game for him. I mean, maybe he'll have one or two touchdowns, but I don't think he's going to keep it very close long enough for it to be exciting. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I don't think so. But do you, what do you think? You think Russell Wilson's going to throw for another five touchdowns in this one? Um, probably not because they have a better defense. But uh, I mean, it's possible. I mean, he's good. So I mean, he makes it to me sometimes. Even with it still being so early in the league, I mean, defensive rankings are still, in my opinion, skewed because I mean, yeah, it's still some, early. Some, some teams haven't played the best teams yet, so you can have a great looking defense. It's like, yeah, well, you haven't played against Seattle or you haven't played against the Cowboys, who are putting up four hundred yards of offense. So there are certain offenses and also just, giving up four hundred yards of offense. So, like for other teams facing them just like the falcons they they put up a lot of points against the cowboys but still have a losing record and just inflating their stats right 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 yeah exactly so um i mean i i see it'll still just be an interesting matchup i don't i don't think though that he's gonna have i mean it's just hard to have that many touchdowns and yeah in, you know in consecutive games over and over and over again i mean again not saying he can't do it but it's just like i mean is that just gonna be his norm <laughs> Yeah, I, and if that is, that's kind of crazy because I think he's in pace for like 60 touchdowns or something like that, or 70. I forgot the number, but he was on pace for a ridiculous amount of touchdowns and yards for this season too. Yeah, speaking of 60 or 70, uh, let's talk about 60 or 70-year-old quarterbacks, uh, Tom Brady, Bucks, and Chargers. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just excited to watch Justin Herbert in this one. And I think... Chargers have a chance in this game, and I really do. I really hope they actually win, but I have the Bucks winning this one at 24-21, and I have, but I have Austin Eckler having the game of his season this this week with uh, 130 all-purpose yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I, I see the Bucks uh, continuing to roll things along. I feel like they finally established something. I know, I know, I make fun of Tom Brady all the time for being old and not being able to throw downfield, but uh, he he kind of reminds me of when he was uh, of like Peyton Manning when he was on the the Broncos on the decline. Yeah, just on the decline, but just just so smart and savvy, able to just methodically take his team downfield and still put up points. I mean, I just see that happening, and I see them winning thirty to seventeen. Yeah. I don't see much of a uh, competition, really. I think the Chargers still have a young quarterback and a lot of holes to deal with. Who's your player for this game? Uh, I would probably have to say it's it's going to be actually Austin Eckler. <laughs> yeah. Even though I don't see much coming from the Chargers, I still think that he's probably going to be just the most explosive one just because of his ability to catch and run the ball. So it, it, I, I see him having easily like 80-80 and a touchdown. Yeah, I, I just Justin Herbert just makes him a lot better. It makes, makes this running game and passing game just better and more of a threat whenever Tyrod Taylor was in there you know it wasn't much of a threat for the opposing defense so it was you can pretty much recognize what they were going to do with Tyrod Taylor in and I hope Tyrod Taylor gets better and you know he does come back but I don't think he's going to be able to start when he does come back all right well we got next uh, we got the Colts Bears not too excited about this matchup. I I'm, I don't think Nick Foles is the guy, so I see the Colts having a, a pretty easy win, 24-14. And uh, I think the player of the game is going to be Phillip Rivers. I think we're going to see a vintage Phillip Rivers game. Read those for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I have it going the same way. I have the Colts going over the Bears and with the 27-21 win. I don't know. I, I like Phillip Rivers in this team, and I think I think he's proven a lot. You know, I I think it was what was holding him back was the coaching in San Diego. 
And I think this coaching regime regime is helping them. I think this team in general is just a better team all around. Their defense is better. Right now, ranked first. And just he has a lot more weapons with T.Y. Hilton, you know, just. Yeah, I, I would agree. He definitely has weapons. And I think the young running back, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, that's a good investment for an older quarterback. Yeah. You know, take, take, take it out of his hands and just, you know. Less throws sometimes for older quarterbacks is better. I mean, you know, keep them throwing only maybe 25, maybe 30 times a game instead of some of these younger quarterbacks who are throwing, you know, 50, 60. It's just, it's, it just takes a lot of load off. And people fail to realize that that's what, that's what a lot of these teams need is you need a good uh, passing attack, is, or not a passing attack, but a good running game to, to complement the passing attack because you just don't want to have your quarterback attempting, in my opinion, 60 passes. I mean, in, in, unless it's needed, but, I mean... Ideally, you'd want to be more balanced. Yeah, and, you know, it's unfortunate because, you know, running backs don't get a lot of respect in this league, especially because, you know, they don't last long, and I understand that, but, you know, it's very important for a quarterback, especially an older quarterback and even a younger quarterback, just to have a solidified running game can help you a lot. And, you know, I wish they got paid more, you know, faster too, but, you know, that's not how the NFL works. But, yeah, I think the... Philip Rivers is benefiting a lot from Jonathan Taylor and this team. And I actually have T.Y. Hilton breaking out in this game for 100 yards and a touchdown in this one, finally having that spark with Philip Rivers. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Hopefully they get that win. All right, next we got Jaguars, Bengals. What's your thoughts? The cat fight. I don't like it. I'm not impressed with neither of these teams but i am impressed with joe burrow i mean don't get me wrong but it's just not fun watching these two teams teams play you know it's just i mean i think the the Bengals will finally get their first win in this one and you know just win by a field goal 24 21 against the the bank against the jaguars but i have um joe mixon finally having his breakout game with 100 yards and a touchdown in this one um, I mean, I think this is an intriguing matchup, mainly because I just like watching football and team development. And uh, I think it's intriguing to see, you know, we got one team who is terrible in the Bengals who drafted a number one quarterback. And then we got another team who drafted a, a six round quarterback, both of which are leading their teams. Yeah. Um, I just feel like that's intriguing as far as uh, just like I said, team building. I like to see w- which actually works out better. You're only saying this because Minshew has a stash. I no, think I think that's why you like him, bro. No, I'm saying that. Be, well, I just like uh, late round quarterbacks because in the idea of uh, of just what what it means for a franchise, I feel yeah. like late round quarterbacks have to just try that much harder and prove so much more than uh, first round quarterbacks. I mean, ask Dak Prescott. I mean, he, he his classmates uh, Carson Wentz and you know Jared Goff have already got their deals, and Dak Prescott's having to prove just so much more than uh, what they've shown as far as, you know, stats. When you look at the stats, I mean, he, he outshadows all of them. And I wonder if, you know, Garden Minshew will have to deal with that same pressure. I'm sure he will because, you know, I mean, that's just how they view late-round picks. I mean, these GMs, they all have egos. And if you're not a first-round pick, it's because they don't think you're good. And then if you are good in the later rounds, 
they won't ever admit you're good because then that's basically admitting they were wrong. Because yeah. if you were good and they knew it, why didn't they draft you earlier? Yeah, and I think that's what the problem was with them last year. You know, they, they benched him for Nick Foles after Nick Foles came back, which was a terrible decision because Minshew was doing good. And just because they paid a, Nick Foles a lot of money, they had they had to put him back in. And I think it was a terrible mistake for them. And I think, you know, Minshew is good, but I think he has a problem whenever – Shark isn't out there. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how he continues to develop. I mean, I feel like he's just – I think he's just fun to watch because he scrambles around. He never scrambles really to run. He scrambles because he's trying to extend the play. Yeah. And, again, like, I mean, these are just two young quarterbacks, obviously with different pedigrees. One guy's coming from winning a national championship. Another guy, you know, nobody even knew of until last year. So it's just interesting, and I want to see how these franchises develop. But I do see that the Bengals are going to win this 28-24. And I see uh, the player of the game is probably going to be T. Higgins. I think he's going to have 100 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, okay. Let's move on to our next game. Browns at the Cowboys. I know you got a lot to say on this, so I'm going to let you start this one out. First of all, for anyone who thinks Dak Prescott is, is bad, that's just incorrect. He's phenomenal. He he went, you know. he. That's, do, that's all your cowboy, cowboy haters or all your – Dak haters from the Cowboys fans. I mean, yeah, but it's just it, just people in general who don't think he's just the guy who who think he's not a top ten quarterback because that's yeah. that's even more than just the perception of Cowboy fans. Like I know majority it does come from Cowboy fans, but uh, that's where I hear it. You know, I hear most of that knowledge come from the Cowboy fans. They don't think that he's the one, and they don't think that he's gonna be able to guide this team to this team to a Super Bowl. So I mean I've never heard it from anybody outside the Cowboy fans. So that's why that's that's my two cents when it comes to that. And that's fair enough, and that's why Cowboy fans are some of the most toxic fans out there. Mainly because you know the fan base is just so huge. So you got your true fans who actually watch mm-hmm. the game, and then you got your bandwagoners who who just you know only participate because they're doing good and or the fashion just looks really cool. Yeah. So those that that that's what I have to say. Just mainly because, like I said earlier in the show, you know. Dak Prescott went toe-to-toe against Russell Wilson, and he matched him blow for blow. Like, literally, it ended on the last play. Yeah. That, that's how close it was. Mm-hmm. And then you compare that game to Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes, where we all saw on yeah. national TV, it was not a compared, uh, you know, it was not a competitive game. They did not match blow for blow. Lamar, he shrunk during, during the big times. He, he shrunk during that moment. Yeah. And that's why I think Dak Prescott, for one, is good. Another thing is, I know I've been criticizing this coaching staff for their play calling, but whoever this offensive line coach or whoever decided to manufacture this offensive line, he needs to be commended because, man, this is great. After they decided to get out uh, Steele from playing right tackle and they finally put in Zach Martin, that solidified our offensive line, and Dak Prescott started going in the, in the second half. And... Uh, Man, I mean, like you said, you already know. I, I don't see how the Browns are going to be able to stop this. I mean, they got they got injuries on their defensive side. We already have a high-powered offense. I mean, the only thing I'm really worried about is their running attack. But, I mean, if we get up on them early, you can't utilize the running game. Yeah, and, I mean, the way they're going to have to win this game is Baker Mayfield's going to have to throw the ball. And I don't like Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's a good quarterback. But he has a chance to throw the ball around against this Cowboys defense. And if he can do that, maybe he has a chance. But they're not going to be able to do it just off their running game. 
and Baker Mayfield just has to step up in this one. You know, he last week he only had like what 160 yards passing against Washington. Like you're gonna have to do better than that. I know they got the W, but they're gonna have to do a lot better than that to beat this Cowboys team. And you know, hopefully Dak Prescott comes and shows out that you know he can just win against those bad teams and. Because, you know, he's done it last year where they expected him to win against the Jets, but he lost that game. And he's going to have to make sure he wins this game. Because if he doesn't, then you're going to have those haters coming back and saying, look, see, see what we told you? And that's going to be the problem. That's really the problem with them. Yeah, I mean, the, the haters to me are just so they're just so funny because when Dak Prescott, you know, his first four years before he started throwing for 400 yards and having all these yards, you know what they said? Well, Dak Prescott doesn't throw the ball deep. Dak Prescott, you know, he yeah. can't he can't throw for 300 yards. He can't match up with the best of them. Then he does it. And then, and then now he does it, but now their argument is, well, now he ain't winning. It's like, well, first, his first four seasons, he had the most wins in his class or since by any quarterback since he's been drafted, but that wasn't good enough. And now he stepped up as a passer and now is like, top three in all those categories. I think, I think he's number one right now in yardage. Yeah, right now he's one. And, um, well, that's not good enough now either. And again, I get it. They want, you know, you want both. I want both. But it's just so crazy to me how Dak Prescott gets this just unrealistic expectation where they literally want the man to throw for 60 times. They want him to have zero interceptions. They want him to throw for 500 yards and have five touchdowns. Yeah, but, you know, we're going to see what happens. And and this game is going to be it's going to be an OK game. But I think the Cowboys are going to manhandle this team. And I think they're going to win 24-17. Cowboys win 31-20. Dak Prescott throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Let's move on to our next game, Saints at the Lions. I think this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game. I think um, they're going to have to rely a lot on Alvin Kamara, the Saints are, because I don't think Michael Thomas is coming back this game. So I think they're going to have to rely a lot on him, and maybe Emmanuel Sanders is going to come in, in the mix. But... I have the Saints winning 27-24 over the Lions. Uh, yeah, I, I pretty much agree. Um, Michael Thomas isn't coming back. I, I'm, last time I checked, uh, I think he was ruled out. So I do predict a big game from Kamara. Um, probably pretty much something something close to the lines of like 90-90 because he's just that prolific as a receiver. And he's the whole offense there. It's just with yeah. Michael Thomas out, he's the whole offense. Yeah, that, that's why I just expect him to have like seven grabs for 90 yards and then still put in work on, in the rushing game with another 90 and probably two touchdowns because he's the entire offense. And, uh, man, the Lions, I'm just not impressed really. I mean, maybe with Kenneth Galladay coming back, maybe they can start establishing something. Maybe they actually have like a deep threat, a bigger receiver that can actually move downfield. But it looks kind of stagnant, so I I just see the Saints winning a pretty easy game, twenty four seventeen. Yeah, I just don't I don't know why, but I think the I thought the Lions were gonna be a lot better this year. I thought the, I thought they were gonna be better, and but you know just this is same old same old. Yeah, it's kind of sad when you have like a thirty five year old running back and he's leading your team in rushing. Exactly, and, they, and, and that's just bad you know general managing i mean the last way i think within the last three years they've invested a second round pick in running backs and but they can't get nobody and they can't get nobody over a thousand yards yeah it's just just many indeficiencies over there but it's just also it's also like you don't have you don't give these running backs opportunities you have a three back committee like pick somebody 
Yeah, no, that's definitely fair. I mean, like like I said, they drafted a guy in 2018. They gave him two years, and then this year they drafted another guy in the second round. So it's like, one, they're drafting, you know, they're running by committee, and two, they're only giving the guy a, a year. All right, prove you're the guy within a year. All right, yeah. you're not the guy. All right, we're already drafting another guy. Yeah, and I think that's what really is hurting this team because I think, like you said, running backs help these older quarterbacks, and Matthew Stafford's up there. You know, he's getting old. So I think a good running back will help him a lot, especially, you know, chewing up the clock and just putting the ball in Matthew Stafford's hands whenever it comes down to it and just putting up points in the end zone. You know, it's just I, I don't I don't like their play calling and I don't think they're they're doing a very good job over there. Agreed. But uh one of the better running backs in the league, Dalvin Cook versus not so good running back, David Johnson, Vikings, Texans. Any yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I mean Dalvin Cook's obviously a better running back, but David Johnson has also been played against some tough teams the last three weeks. So I expect David Johnson to actually bounce back in this game against this hurt Vikings defense. And I actually have the Texans winning 27-23 over the Vikings, and I think Deshaun Watson's going to have a game too. Um, I, I, have a, I have the Vikings winning this game 21-24. Again, I'm just not very sold on Deshaun Watson. I've said it multiple times. I just, again, I want to see him develop as a passer. I want to yeah. see him being you, you able sound to like You sound like a Deshaun Watson hater. I'm not a hater. I just, like, again, I think he's a good quarterback. I just, I don't see why he doesn't get the same criticism Dak Prescott gets. So who do you think is better, Deshaun Watson or Kirk Cousins? Oh, I think uh, Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback. But also, I think that the Vikings are in a better situation. Really? With that team right now? Like, that defense is putting up points like crazy. I mean... I mean, yeah, it's not the best defense, but they have they have the opportunity to control the ball when they get uh, Dalvin Cook rolling. Yeah, so, and when, I agree with that. Once that happens, it's like, all right, now they're dictating what happens. And, again, I don't think Kirk Cousins is great, but when they get Dalvin Cook going and you only have Kirk Cousins throw the ball 25 times, well, Kirk Cousins throwing the ball 25 times looks pretty good compared to Kirk Cousins having to throw the ball 50 times. Yeah. That's just my opinion. He makes less mistakes, and obviously, I mean, it's just math. I mean, when you do things less time, you're less likely to make an error. So Yeah. I just think he also has to throw the ball a little bit more deep. I think that was his best game. You know, just that's his game, throwing the ball a little deeper, especially when he has Stephon Diggs. You know, that was his thing. And so it might have been a mistake to to trade him away and, and keep uh, Thielen maybe, I guess. I mean, the rookie's looking pretty good right now. Like, he had a good game last week, but, you know, he's going to have to keep that up if he wants to have the success. Yeah, I think he will. I mean, they they pretty much established early on that they're trying to get him involved. I mean, he's had multiple targets, I mean, through these first three weeks. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's had any less than four targets a game. So, I mean, he's getting the volume, which you want to see from a young first-round wide receiver, which is good. He's looking really good out there, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, and if they want to win this game, in my opinion, they're going to have to air it out a little bit more and just try to get the ball in his best receiver's hands. But I just think the Texans are going to be too much. And I actually have my player for this game is going to be Deshaun Watson with 300 yards and three touchdowns. That'd be nice to see. Um, I don't think he'll have a great game like that, but I think Dalvin Cook will have a phenomenal game with 140 yards rushing and a touchdown. All right. Now let's move on to our next game. Giants at the Rams. 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 Yeah. I, the, the Giants uh. are just, oh, my God. As I, it's sad that they're a professional league. Yeah, I think they should be in, not even in college. That's how bad they are. It's just there might be some college teams that can beat them. There might be. Yeah, this team is looking very bad. And sorry, Giants fans, but 
they suck. <laughs> and I'm, I'm saying that as bluntly as I can because that coaching regime, that team in general is just terrible. Daniels, I don't know. He could be good, but he just doesn't have the weapons around him. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, that coaching staff, I would know, is bad. Uh, Jason Garrett is not going to uh, revolutionize the game in any way, shape, or form. And, man, this is not even maybe a Cowboy homer, but the Giants, they're just – I don't see them winning a game considering how their offense is looking. I mean, they're not even putting up, like – I don't even think they're averaging 17 points a game. It might be, like, 13. I think it's something wild. But, uh, yeah, I think the Rams win this pretty easily, 17, 28. And uh, my power of the game will be uh, Cooper Cup. I think he'll have, like, eight grabs for 90 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Cooper Cup is going to be the main factor in this game. Let's move on to our next game because I don't want to talk about the Giants anymore. Let's go Bills-Raiders. How do you feel about this one? Um, I like it. I think these are two uh, up-and-coming teams. Again, I like what uh, Gruden's doing over there with the Raiders. But I still think the Bills are going to win. Josh Allen's playing really good. Not as good as Prescott, of course, but uh, he's playing really, really good, especially the acquisition of Stephon Diggs. So I think the Bills win 27-24, and Diggs has uh, 10 catches for 100. Yeah, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think the Bills are still going to come out on top, and I think Josh Allen is going to ball out again for 350 yards, three touchdowns. And I think, you know, this is going to be a good game. But I have I have them winning 34-24, a 10-point spread on this one. I, don't, I just don't think the Raiders can match this offense. Let's move on to our next game. Eagles at the 49ers. Well, I don't, I don't want to sound like a cowboy homer, but I, I just don't see how the Eagles can win this game. They're, they're just so dysfunctional. So, uh I see the 49ers winning a 20-24 to 24 game. I know the score looks a little close, but uh, it's a lot easier for the 49ers, and then the Eagles just kind of chip away trying to play catch up the entire time. Yeah, I don't think the Eagles are going to win this game either. I think they're going to lose 24-21 to, to the 49ers. It's not that the Eagles are dysfunctional. I just think they don't have weapons. All their players are hurt again. It's like same thing from last year. No wide receivers. They don't have any wide receivers. Zach Ertz is the only one healthy right now, and Dallas Goddard just got hurt last week. You know, it's just it's just looking bad for them too, and I don't think they're gonna be able to win this game against this tough D. Yeah, player of the game. I think in this one, uh, I think McKinnon's just gonna probably have the best game on this one. Maybe fifty yards rushing and then like seventy yards receiving with a touchdown. Yeah, I agree. It's actually kind of hard to find a fantasy yeah. player to think of because, I mean, they just rotate so many running backs for the 49ers. But I guess I'll go with another running back, and uh, I guess Sanders. Hopefully he can get going. Maybe he can get 100 yards or, or not. Yeah, Sanders, you know, he's, he's a good player, but you can't just rely heavily on him. You know, just, Wentz has to throw the ball, and I think that's that's how he wins games. He puts the ball in his hands to win games. But he, if you can't throw to nobody, how are you going to win this game? I, I don't think they're going to be able to. Let's go on to the last matchup of the week, Falcons at the Packers. You know, we got into this one a little bit, and I just think the Packers are going to win this one 31-24 against the Falcons. I think it's going to be an okay game, but I think the Packers' offense is going to be too much for this Falcons defense. 
Yeah, I agree, too. I think it's going to be a, a win for the Packers, but I think it's going to be a really close game as far as uh, just like the numbers say. It's going to be 30-33. I think the, I think the Falcons just continue to put up 30 points but just continue to lose, and it's just <laughs> going to be hilarious it, but still fun to watch. You think they're going to lose at the last second again? You know what? I wasn't what are the odds? What are your odds for that? That'll be my bold prediction. Then Falcon. I guess it's not even that bold. Falcons put up thirty points and lose a game. It's like, all right, that's not that bold. It's not bold right now, especially it's, yeah, at this not, time. not no. at the moment. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't see them winning. I still see them having a really fun, exciting game. I see Calvin really going over a hundred and having a touchdown. But it's more like Aaron Rodgers, four hundred yards, four touchdowns, no picks, to an easy win. Yeah, this defense is pretty bad, and I just think the Packers would come out with the win. And I have Aaron Jones as my player of the game with 150 yards, all-purpose, and two touchdowns. I, I think they're going to rely on him because Devontae Adams is not going to play. So they're going to have to lean on him even more. And then Lazard is hurt for the season, so he's out and don't have Marcus Valdez-Scantling. So, yeah, they're going to have to rely a lot on him. They'll do it. Oh, yeah. He's I, done it before. Yeah, so I believe he can so. catch and everything. So I, I don't think it'll slow down Aaron Rodgers at all. He's also just one of those players who just makes nobody's really good. So, Yeah, but that that pretty much concludes this week's episode. Y'all go ahead and follow us on Instagram. Follow us on our email. You know, If you have any questions, email us at Let's Talk TDs. And you can follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk TDs. Y'all have a good week and enjoy our football this enjoy our football this weekend. Thanks.